Can you survive a whole week without an episode of Rocco's Modern Life? Never! Can you last a few more days? Never! Without an eye popping? Never! Flap flattening? Never! Wallaby walloping Rocco adventure? Never! Then Nickelodeon's? Never! Gonna keep you waiting. Oh, 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 oh! Look, 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 look! For another episode of Rocco's Modern Life, today at 11.30, 10.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Towners, this is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Hi guys, I'm Bob. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to episode 168. We're talking our top Rocco's Modern Life episodes. Holy cow, are we. Before we we get into that, uh, Bup, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, your first time on, you've written us a bunch, and we, we've read some of your letters on the podcast, but your first time on, so we're really excited to have you. Um, your your name's Justin, right? Yes, yes. Bup is an old family nickname, and I know that you guys have uh, other Justin listeners and everything that are right into the show, so I figured it would be easier to, to tell us about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So for those listening, it's B-U-P. If, if you're like, what are they saying? It's Bup. Um, yeah, yeah. Weird. Now, I, I won't go into the story of where it came from. No one will, no one will do that. <laughs> and uh, we do, we uh, really appreciate you. You, you've stuck with us for all these years, and uh, we're we're happy to get you on. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. Now we've we gave you a, mon- a monumental task. Uh, I know this because this is one of the hardest lists I think <laughs> I've done. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, this was really tough. Um, just because so many episodes are so good, uh, there's like very few that I that were like near the bottom of my list. Yeah, I mean, so I think when I was watching this, what I determined is maybe Rocco of all the shows we talk about is the best aging show. Like it, it's gotten actually better yeah. with time. Uh, more in uh, some of these episodes are really poignant for the times we're living in. Um, so yeah, it's just really impressive. Uh, when we started this, I, I, you know, I told, I told Bup that, you know, I think we were going to do our top five and then we, I said, we're going to do our top six. And then as I started making my list, I'm like, this is freaking impossible. So last night I, I informed uh, everybody that it would be top 10, which we don't typically do. But I just yeah, I don't. Said, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no other way around it, I don't think. I, I, I don't know how you do Rocco less than 10. It, it's tough. I, I, I had a, uh, it was quite a, quite a task. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, now before we get into it, but tell a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? Uh, how did you come about to Nickelodeon or like, you know, did you always love Nickelodeon? 
Oh yeah. I, um, yeah, I grew up on it. I was, I was mainly uh, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network are my two big ones, but mostly Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is two years older than me and he and I used to watch it all the time. Uh, I was born in 88. He was born in 86. Um, and so mm-hmm. we grew up, especially on Nicktoons earlier on. And then, you know, we got more into the live action stuff and, and, the, you know, like, are you afraid of the dark and everything a little bit later for myself personally. Uh, I, I even remember we have a sister who's several years older than us and she would, uh, Saturday night, she would, uh, watch Snick and my brother and I were not allowed in the room. <laughs> she that. We had to go sit in our room and be far away because she was watching, you know, Clarissa and are you afraid of the dark and everything. And then a couple years later we were, you know, we, we were gifted with the ability to do that as well. And, uh, I of course fell in love with those shows as well. And, uh, yeah, I've been a huge fan ever since I, uh, I, I got into the, the, some of the later stuff too, uh, you know, fairly odd parents and SpongeBob and stuff, but, uh, Nothing beats the stuff from the 90s. And I know that is a huge cliche, but it's really true, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, um, I don't know. Is there anything we want to say before we get into our lists? Um, Andrew, any any thoughts you want to get off your chest about Racco? (laughs) I do have some thoughts, but I think that I want to, um, you know, save them for as we get into it. Um, okay. so I don't give anything away, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, Andrew, do you want to start with your number 10? Sure. Um, my number 10 is the sucker for the suck, a sucker for the suckomatic. Must buy suckomatic. Yes. I want to order the suckomatic, the most helporific household device on the face of the earth. You order the Suckomatic, the most helperific household device on the face of the earth? Yes. Sign here, 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 and initial here. Where do you want well, it? Well, I, I'd like it about here. Thank you. Um, it's a season one episode. Uh, it's the earliest episode that I can remember seeing. Like, I remember them showing this episode over and over again um, when the show first started. Um, and I don't, it's like, I've seen it a million times, but I still really like a lot of things about it. It's like one of the more, um, like outlandish, almost like Looney Tunes-esque type of episodes. Um, but there's just so many like good details. The animation looks amazing in this one. Um, so I just have, uh, it's got a special place in my heart, I guess. Ah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's kind of one of those original ones that I remember getting hooked on the show with. Yeah, it, it seemed like it was on a lot. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I this is one of those episodes, in my opinion, that when you think of Rocco, this jumps out in your mind. Like it's it's just very iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. for sure. Um, and just to mention, I love that last shot, like where they're all living inside the Suckomatics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Nick Stid- Stidham 22 also said that was his favorite episode. So. Oh, cool. Uh, well, his favorite all time, I guess it's your 10th, but, uh, his favorite. Uh, yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. All right, Bup, what's your number 10? Well, great minds think alike. Uh, same thing. For my wow. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Welcome back to the Labata Shop Network. Today we have a new line of Bert and Berkey products we just know you want to buy. Right now. That's right. Pick up your phone and order. Right now. Do it. Do it. Do, do it. Do it. I, um... Yeah, it's really, like I said, it's really iconic. And in a weird way, and you know, I can't recall if you guys talked about this on the show before, but it was actually creepy to me, like when I first saw it as a kid. I remember that distinctly, being genuinely creeped out, especially when, you know, the, the it's from the Suckomatic's point of view and it's like slowly walking toward them and that creepy Darth Vader breathing is happening and then they, you know, run into the house. And then, and then, and then the end when it zooms out and they're inside of it and everybody, like it's happening to everyone. It's really, really kind of creepy. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah good sure. Definitely a good one. Yeah. It's almost like a horror episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a surprising amount of um, Rocco episodes that are um, like horrific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but in a good way, in a good way. Uh, well, my tenth pick is not a horrific episode. I I would dare to call it a joyous episode. Um, my number ten is Zanzibar. Summers for fishing and for lounging around. Fall is for raking all the leaves off the ground. Winter is for skating like Torval and Dee. But we all know that spring is the season to clean. Spring cleaning, spring cleaning. We deodorize and sanitize and harmonize too. I am uh, well this uh, this pick uh, a couple people wrote to us uh, Marley Mook also loves Zanzibar it's her favorite episode and so does um, Karana Matata 08 um, but this I'm, I should say I'm not like the biggest musical guy but these are, you know, very brief and humorous ditties uh, <laughs> that still pack a laugh. Um, you know, in my head, I was like, this has to make my top 10 solely for its ambition. I was thinking about how I don't think there's actually many 12-minute Nickelodeon segments that are maybe more ambitious than Zanzibar. It's it's packed with really catchy songs. It's got this uh, really... Um, pretty important message that it's trying to send about the environment, which seemed way ahead of its time for kids' television. Um, and it does it in like 11 and a half minutes. Hmm. So um, it's just a it's a great episode. And as an adult, it really feels satisfying to watch Rocco and the town actually have a victory over Conglomo. You know, mm-hmm. it, in my head as I'm watching it, I was – you know, I'm so pessimistic. I feel like as an adult now that I was like waiting for the boss of Conglomo to like wait for them to walk out of the room and be like, you know what? No, never mind. Who cares? Right. But uh, <laughs> but no, they 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 win. It's just Ed Big Head has to do all the cleaning. Um, right. <laughs> so it's a. I think it's a pretty special episode. I, I actually think there's some like close calls of mine that I kind of love a little more, but it's just mm. such a feat of uh, animation. Um, that is a good episode. Uh, it's not, it actually didn't make my list. Um, I guess because of the, uh, musical (laughs) aspect of it, even though I think like the songs in it are really good. And I think, uh, Rocco in general, um, 
does really good little songs. Like, yes. I don't know who was writing them, but uh, I don't know. They just, they like really stick in your head. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. I, I'm sorry to say that it didn't make my list either. However, I kind of, after hearing Joey's, uh, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> explanation, I kind of wanted to. Now. <laughs> but I'm talking about these lists. This list was so hard. No, so, yeah. uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be excited that, uh, our list will, there's so much great Rocco. I'm hoping our lists are somewhat yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but so far you and Andrew are in lockstep. Let's see if it continues. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, my number nine is Junk Junkies. Wow! Rocco, this is great! Look at the crowd! How much for the plutonium? Um, five dollars? No! Hey, do you think this looks alright? Looks great! Sold! Season 2, episode 11. Eight. Um, this is the one where Rocco gets a like super high pizza bill and he's got to pay it off. So he decides to have a yard sale. Um, and uh, I just love this whole concept. Uh, I love like seeing them with all their stuff and kind of like explaining the stuff they have. Um, and, uh, and the whole idea of like Rocco um, being so sentimental about his uh, pogo stick. It's just like, really kind of hits home for me um also it's hilarious like uh heifer's whole storyline like selling rocco's furniture and um he ends up like saving the day finally by selling his melted action figure um (laughs) yeah it's just such a great like rocco heifer um uh like buddy episode with heifer screwing things up um I don't know. I, everything about this one is great to me. Um, and it's one of the ones that I think uh, has a very good, very like solid story structure, like from beginning to end, just kind of like feels good at the end. It really does like um, evoke something, you know, from your childhood, just with, you know, the childhood toys and possessions and things like that. And, you know, holding on to the object itself versus holding on to the memories that, that yeah. And everything it's just it's such a cool like an episode that you like when you mentioned joey where it's just really like it's just very poignant like it really while being goofy and ridiculous at the same time and that's right. that's what's so great about it. so Definitely. yeah i still yeah i still laugh at the end with run heifer where's all the furniture pretty good pretty um. good I'm, I'm not i'm not sure i'm bold enough to try uh rocco <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I was either, but it came out. I couldn't help it. <laughs> good. I love it. Um, well, is uh, that, is that your number nine or are you breaking step with Andrew? I'm sorry, Andrew. I have to step with you. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, very good. Um, my number nine is cruising. Senior citizen singles cruise. What's fun? Don't poke in a Ah, yeah. I hope that's yeah. not a cheat because I know it's a two-parter. I hope that's not a no, problem. Yeah. No. I mean, it is It is all one, you know, story and everything. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah Cruisin' is just, yeah, it's an episode about, um, it features Rocco and Heifer and Grandpa Wolf, and uh, he's going on a uh, singles, uh, senior singles uh, cruise, <laughs> and Rocco and Heifer end up accidentally going with him. 
And then uh, they end up going into the Bermuda Triangle because, you know, it's Rocco. And uh, uh, time ends up being rearranged where Rocco and Heffer end up being really old and all of the senior passengers end up being really young and uh, just, you know, wackiness ensues. But I just, I really like that one. I mean, first of all, I love Grandpa Wolf. He is a riot. He is so (laughs) funny. And it just, it's, it's like they found a way to bring like, a racist character into a show, even though it's about animals. And so it's about animals instead of race. <laughs> That's what it, it, it's insane that they, that they pulled that off. And, yes. um, it, and, and yeah, he, it's just, um, he's really funny. And I, uh, I love that. Um, uh, it, the way that they, um, th- there's that brief moment, uh, when, what is it? It's uh, when Rocco's mad at Grandpa Wolf because he's so mean to him all the time. And then there's that other old passenger that's on the ship that starts talking to him about how, like, you know, well, maybe you'll understand when you get old. And, you know, he starts listing off all the horrible things that happen as you get older and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I was happy a second ago and laughing. And now uh, not not so much. Okay, then. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I, uh, I, really, I really like that one. Yeah. yeah. I also really like cruising. Uh, uh, just just going to say great episode. Um love a lot about this one uh i love grandpa is like one of the main characters getting yeah. to spend so much time with him yeah. um and also this episode's really cool in that it's like sentimental but also has this like super weird uh thing happening in the background with time um going you know changing um just i don't know it's just like something that rocco does really well i think yeah absolutely um yeah anytime you get to spend with uh grandpa is just time well spent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love that image of the huge black triangle on the boat just like floating into it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, my number nine is another season three episode. This is an episode called I See London, I See France. Yeah, I told you I'm not interested in her that way. Besides, she's not my type. I like Melbourne. And this is an episode uh, where Heifer and Rocco go on a European tour. They fly to Europe. Uh, and this episode is uh, set um, only in Paris. And uh, once they get there, um, they are introduced to a European tour bus driver who I think steals the episode. Um, he's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he makes Stu Benedict uh, look civil um, <laughs> um but it's also fun to watch Rocco and Heifer kind of in a different environment uh riding around Paris and then of course the uh like just the joke of um it's just America all over again with like choky chickens everywhere and um I don't know yeah Rocco yeah. Rocco is in hot pursuit of a female looking Rocco uh, her name's Claudette um and maybe by like 2020 standards feels like a little predatorial but uh the the payoff of <laughs> the payoff of her being charmed by Heifer uh, feels um, like really well earned. It's a very complete episode. Yeah, uh, that that is a very good one. Um, I think a lot of times, like shows, kind of in my mind, screw up the traveling to a 
different country thing, but uh, I think Rocco nailed it. And yeah. uh, I always, I always have that picture in my head of them um, driving through the Louvre, like through uh, hitting all the pictures and stuff. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> really great moment. <laughs> yeah the the fact that uh, the bus driver is like only telling them to look at stuff that's useless, <laughs> and then the passengers are just eating it up. You know, it's like a real commentary yeah. on tourism. <laughs> I'll be honest, I complete. it wasn't until you mentioned the bus driver, I completely forgot about this one. And this one was <laughs> hilarious, and I'm really mad that I forgot about this one. But, uh, but yeah, it is a great one. And, um, and that is that is really interesting, too, because it is funny how, you know, you commented on how the, the show really did age well. And I absolutely agree it did. Like, the, it's just, it's a riot. But the, it is funny also how there's still small little bits and pieces where you know that they would not have gotten away with it today. <laughs> you just uh, know. Yeah. Yes, they absolutely. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, Andrew, you're number eight. Uh, yeah, I chose... For number eight, The Belch of Destiny. Season three, episode one B. Um, in this episode, uh, Heifer's in Heifer and Filbert are in the um, like scouts, and Heifer kind of discovers that he has this belching talent that makes everybody really interested in him. But his wolf father um, is really against him doing it, and he's kind of ashamed of it, and. Um, heifer it's this episode's kind of like heifer overcoming that and uh finally succeeding in his belching and bringing his dad around um but uh, also it has this whole like other segment going on with the scouts going into space and heifer not going with them um it's just like a it's a lot of stuff packed into an episode but i think it all like comes together really well i love heifer and filbert together um and i kind of love these like moments like the spaceship uh crashes back down to earth um in just this like surreal weird way um anyway this episode just cracks me up and i love uh any like heifer filbert like duo uh that that is definitely a good one oh i forgot i forgot to mention by the way um one of our listeners also their favorite episode is cruising that'd be tara so ah uh tara also loves cruising but um yeah any thoughts on the uh, belch of destiny bup I, I do love that one. It's it's fantastic. I always I remember watching that and it inspired me. I really wanted to learn how to do the belch speak thing. I never <laughs> yeah. I never was able to. Uh, but I, I can't burp on command. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, it was just it was really well done. And for something so you know that might be seen as like crude by some people, it was they made it hilarious and very different. And uh, and I love. I heifer's facial expressions while he's yeah. they do it. They like. There's such a wide variety. It's he makes a different face every single time, and it's just it's I don't know. I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Bup, what do you got at eight? 
For number eight, I have season four, episode 2B, uh, From Here to Maternity. Heather, I'm sorry. All I ever wanted was a butt like yours. You're gonna be the best father ever! Come on, fellas, freeze! Uh, this is the one where um, <clears throat> uh, Filbert and uh, Dr. Hutcherson just had, well, <laughs> had an egg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Filbert's put in charge of keeping it warm, basically, while Dr. Hutcherson goes and, and uh, goes and uh, performs <laughs> surgery. And, uh, <laughs> of course, Heifer and Rocco volunteer to help him. And there is a lot of... Uh, arguing between Filbert and Heifer um, about the, the gender of the baby. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, I, I'll go ahead and say it now, and that you'll notice a theme throughout my list. My favorite episodes tend to be the ones that feature Filbert and Heifer, especially if they're fighting, because it is the funniest thing that the show offers. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I just, yeah, I, it's, it's a really good one. It's really funny. Um. This is one that I like somehow skipped over as I was making my picks. Um, I mean, I know of it. I just, uh, you know, just didn't pop into my head during this. Um, so nice, uh, nice choosing one, you know, a difficult one. Uh, yeah, I, I love this one too. Um, particularly what you mentioned about just like Filbert, the way Filbert and Heifer play off of each other in a lot of these episodes are just. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I was thinking how like most shows don't have a main character as interesting as like Heifer or Filbert. And these guys are just like disposable. Like they pop up here and there. Um, and they're just as good as any animated character, I think from nineties television. So, um, just wonderful. Sure. And they, if I if I may, I just wanted to mention something else. Just Filbert and Heifer, their voices are just so <laughs> hilarious. And and of course, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to dabble in a little bit. What what I always focus on with animation with cartoons is the uh, the <clears throat> the voice acting. And you know, of course, uh, Heifer is Tom Kenny, who also voices SpongeBob, and then uh, Filbert is uh, uh, Mr. Lawrence, who voices uh, Plankton in uh, in SpongeBob as well. And they just he especially uh filbert and plankton both they're when they yell when they raise their voice it doesn't matter what he's saying it's funny like <laughs> yes. no matter what and i just it just it kills me it just it absolutely does yes. so. yeah i was i was just reading today about how um there was really no plans for filbert to be a re like not as reoccurring mm-hmm. as he was because they couldn't quite right. find the right voice actor and that when they found mr lawrence who was primarily at the time a director uh, it would like crack the whole white, the crack the whole thing open, and I, I honestly couldn't imagine that character without that voice. I mean, it's just so yeah. perfect. I mean, the voice acting yeah. on Rocco is, I think, uh, like light years ahead of a lot of other Nick uh, animated shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, the, it's a good segue here because my uh, eighth pick is also a very Heffer and Filbert centric episode. It's season four. Uh, with friends like these. Hi, Rock. Just doing a few chores for you. Your car's all waxed and ready for a busy day. (laughs) 
cereal do I need? Hey, Rocco, they got sugar corn swats. You like these, right? Okay, okay, wait a second. Here's a box of Lucky Lollipop Crunch. You love these, right? There's a lollipop in every bite. No, no, wait, wait. Holy moly, free holy, that's your favorite. I got it. Three, four, but he's a jolly good fellow. And uh, I think, to me, you know, you could we could debate it, but to me, this is like the definitive display of how funny Heifer and Filbert can be when they're at odds. And and boy, is it funny. Um, I love the pace of this episode. It like it just continues to ratchet. Like every two minutes, it just ratchets to another level. Um, and um, I don't know. It's just, uh, I should say this episode is, I, I didn't say, uh, this episode's about um, Heifer and uh, Filbert really want these WWWWF tickets. And uh, they lose the radio calling contest to Rocco, but he's got an extra ticket. And so the two are um, really competing to uh, be the one Rocco takes uh, to an extent where they're cleaning his house and doing everything for him to Rocco's annoyance. Um just love this episode agreed uh yeah this has got a lot of great um filbert heifer moments um and it's all it's like a really simple setup it's like a a classic show setup like trying to make this one person happy um and uh it succeeds you know great episode yeah absolutely uh one of my favorites, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Uh, bef- before, <laughs> before we move on, a couple of people I missed here. Um, my World, the Captain's World, also said his favorite episode of all time was I See London, I See France. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Home, uh, Nick Home said his favorite episode is Zanzibar. Um, so I think those are the only ones cool. I missed so far. Uh, I'll try to keep up with those. Um, cool. Number seven? Uh, yeah, my number seven, um, I don't know if this is going to be a popular pick or not, but uniform behavior. What security guard application, please? So you want to be a guard, do you? Think you can hack it, though, boy? What's there to hack? Stare at a TV, nibble at a donut or two. Just disc, disc, just like the rest. Boy, do you have a lot to learn. Uh, season two, it. episode 9B. <laughs> Um, why wouldn't that be a popular pick uh i felt like maybe because it was so shining reliant that like (laughs) you could argue like you know it's like weaker storytelling or something but it's really not it's um no it's good yeah it's a it's a heifer heavy episode really heifer only practically um uh, following him <laughs> destroying his dad's car in this moment that I love where uh, there's like the ch- choky chicken mascot rolling down the street and he slams on the brakes and just like <laughs> flies through the car. I love that um, sequence, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the car gets um, destroyed and Heifer doesn't have a strap on him. I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, him just getting the he gets a job as a security guard at 
conglomo and it like immediately goes to his head he's given tickets to rocco and uh filbert and he ends up on his first night there going through like uh, a series of shining like experiences um where he's seeing ghosts and stuff happening in the building until he kind of just like goes crazy and um runs home uh but this um just like watching heifer in the building by himself at night all the things he's doing to try to keep his attention or try to stay busy um it's just so hilarious to me uh one of the funniest episodes i think uh i i love it um it's like both a great take on the shining and uh you know obviously the behavior of law enforcement um and uh you know those those last four minutes it's not on my top 10 but those last four minutes almost catapulted it to my top 10 because they're so good i mean it is just a like it's just like a line for line reenactment of the shining but there's something so satisfying about it um i I even like it's not on my top 10 but i i I rewatched it and i even wrote down i this line i love when um heifers looking at the wanted ad and it says security guard uh (laughs) things that it requires carry a stick and hit things look important earn big dollars doing practically nothing (laughs) (laughs) it just it feels uh it feels like uh, like a critical rocco episode for the moment we're living in right now yeah yeah i love uh episodes of shows that like have somebody being isolated and like slowly going crazy um like in comedies especially uh and i think this just like nails it yeah 100 percent. love love this episode i i can't really explain why it's i i mean there's just not enough room um (laughs) but i wish it was on my top 10 too i was gonna say is there um you know i i played by the rules i only have the one (laughs) only one close call that that was the uh the ruling here only one oh no uh, you you can you uh usually we do like our definitive close call and then throw in as many as you want okay got (laughs) um well what about your number seven uh my number seven is actually uh junk junkies Rocco, what do you want for the toilet seat, hmm? That's 25 cents, Mr. Bighead. 25 cents! What do I look like a fool? I'll give you 23 cents! Sorry, Mr. Bighead. Uh, I know it is about it and everything, but um, yeah, like I said, that one, it really... You ever have, you know, with, with Nickelodeon shows, you feel like there are certain episodes that they played more often than others? Like, yeah. like it's for whatever reason. For and sure. this one was kind of like that for me. I feel like I've, I've probably seen junk junkies more than almost any other episode. Uh, and I still love it. Despite that, I never got part <laughs> of it. I, I just think it's great. It's got a great message and it's just, yeah, it's just a fantastic episode. And I just love yeah. the way that it all comes together at the end when that, when the crazy art guy buys G- Jimbo for $500. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, such a good episode. And uh, one part we didn't mention about this one is uh, Mr. Bighead also owing money to the pizza guys. Oh, that's and, right. And working for them in the end. Yeah. When he wants to buy the toilet seat from Rocco. And yeah. That's just outrageous. Yeah. Oh, Rocco. And then he, he starts just trying to talk him down to 23 cents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Go on. 
Um, okay, well, my number seven is uh, a favorite of one of our listeners, and Endless Alexandra. Um, it's uh, a se- another season four. Um, it's called Hef in a Handbasket. Live from TV Land, it's time to play Triple Six. And here's your host, the Dark Master of Malevolence, the Crown Prince of Eternal Torment, Pages. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show where hapless players collect points to win the big trip to you know where. Let's meet tonight's guest. Tonight's guest is a fat yellow cow with green hair who said he'd do anything to be on television. Please welcome Pepper Wolf! Let's begin the game! Pepper! Yes? Category, please. I'll take food for one point, Peaches! All right, listen carefully. This meat product, when ground, becomes the all-American hamburger. Ham! Are you serious? <laughs> Whoa! I'm sorry, the answer we were looking for is beef! Beef? I never knew that! Um, and this is the episode where Peaches is, uh, who is a, you know, he lives in... Uh, H-E double hockey sticks he is uh, given the order to go retrieve Heifer and bring him back down um, and uh, he realizes Peaches realizes that all Heifer really wants is to be on a game show and so he he uh, tricks Heifer to, into going onto a game show to capture his soul and bring him uh, down to the underworld um, and this is you know in in a way a sequel to uh, an episode called To Heck Him Back uh, which I yep. also really love that episode. Um, I think yeah. I think this one's maybe slightly funnier, um, especially with the interactions between Peaches and Heifer. Um, I I absolutely love um, the game show sequences. Rocco's really great. I think at using game shows to uh, uh, move their stories along sometimes. Um, but this is this one's my favorite, particularly with the angle that Heifer only needs one point to win the game. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, we can't forget, I, I love that uh, once Heifer does go to the underworld, um, that Grandma is the one who saves the day. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not even because she, like, wants to save him. It's because she doesn't want to spend eternity with him. <laughs> And the very in the very end of the episode, which is uh, a weird, I, I didn't totally get this, but uh, the end is like Pe- Peach's punishment for losing Heifer is that he has to have his own cartoon show, which is called Peach's Modern Life. Peach's Life. What's this? Uh, some new cartoon. Peach's Modern Life. Looks boring. Yeah. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Funky. Funky. Um, which is so bizarre, but a very nice cherry on the top. <laughs> um, man, uh, good pick. I, it's one that I just like, I kept coming back to as I was doing this, but it just didn't. There was nothing like I couldn't remember any specifics about it, so I ultimately didn't pick it. But um, 
I love the Peaches character, uh, and I man, I just like vaguely remember this one. I guess. Um, oh yeah, I'd go back. I go back and check it out. The game show segment yeah. is I- iconic. Heifer. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> um all right, well that's my number 7. Shall we move on to yeah. 6? Sure. Uh my number 6, man, I thought we I could swear we had talked about this one, but I couldn't find it in our episodes. Maybe I missed it. Um Popcorn Pandemonium. Hurry up, Rocco, the preachers are almost over. You've seen it in the news, you've smelled it in the streets. Now Chameleon Brothers Pictures presents a story straight from today's headlines. Get ready for Garbage Strike, the musical. We're on strike, we're on strike. We can do anything that we like. We won't pick up cans of bottles, bags of junk or coffee grounds. We won't pick up old newspapers, dirty diapers, wedding gowns. We're not touching your used cotton swaddle rolls and that appeal. We're not wading through your refuse while it ooted and congealed. Why is that? Cause we're on strike. The book was better. Oh. Season one, episode seven B. Yeah, no, we uh, haven't. <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's such like a. This is for me like an iconic um, all around Nickelodeon episode, like of any show. Um, it just, uh, it's like one of the earliest Rockos that like. I loved every second of, um, <laughs> yeah, I, they start like Rocco and Heifer start out, um, sitting outside in the driveway, watching Mr. Big Head's TV <laughs> and they, <laughs> I love that. they end up like, uh, blowing it up by accident, trying to change the channels at the same time. Um, so they decide to go to the movie theater and they sit through multiple previews, uh, moving between theaters and run into like weird people in the theater and um until finally their movie shows at the end and then it um and then filbert the projectionist uh ends up blurring the image so that they can barely see it you know Um, (laughs) but it's in focus to him (laughs) yeah yeah Um, man, this episode is just like, it nails everything for me in, um, I don't even know what you would call this type of episode. It's almost like a, it's almost like clips. Yes. Um, with the different movies previews. Um, but it it, like follows that same kind of like, um, uh, Disney or Looney Tunes formula where they sometimes had like a character, demonstrating something maybe like a goofy like demonstrating a sport or something um it's got that like same kind of feel to it to me but uh i just love every one of these previews they uh crack me up and dealing with all the weird people at the theater that like are mad at each other for doing various things um ah man i just love this episode uh got so much so many like iconic moments um maybe Maybe the number one for me is a really, really big man stepping on the little poot in (laughs) the preview. Um, But geez, I love this one. This one's just like such a joy for me to watch. Um, So, yeah, I I actually wrote down here that I think it's one of the most rewatchable Rocco's. Yeah, Um, I I rewatched it and uh, 
Yeah, the movie trailers are perfect. I I had the same exact thought, which is this doesn't feel as much like an episode as it does just clips, but the clips are so funny. I I, I think my yeah. I think my favorite is um, Dracula. It's been done <laughs> yes. done to death. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a really enjoyable watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say the, the Dracula one, that was one of those ones that it went way over my head when I was a kid. I was like, what is that even? What? Like, I didn't get it at all. And then watching it again as an adult, it, it was hilarious. I just, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that was, by the way, also Double J 3720's favorite episode. Ah, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad somebody picked that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Bup. Well, so we're in our top six now, which was uh, what we were going to do initially. Um, so these these are the real deal episodes, I guess. All right. Well, um, my number six, um, and I believe we actually let me see. Here. I believe you guys actually. You, I don't remember if you covered this in an episode review or or if it was brought up at another time. But uh, my number six is Cabin Fever. We interrupt this program to bring this O Town Action News special report. What's that? Folks, I'm standing near the avalanche site where it is believed that two toads, a steer, and a wallaby... That's us! ...are trapped somewhere beneath the slide. A search party is combing the area for signs of their whereabouts. We're here! We're here! We're here! We're here! It doesn't look good, folks. They'll probably starve. And now let's cook with Chef Master. Season Uh, 1, episode 10A. Um, I just, I love it because, uh, you know, it features mostly Mr. Bighead losing his mind because he has, he's trapped with Waco and Heifer in this cabin <laughs> that gets buried in an avalanche. And, um, I think my favorite part though oh, is when they're doing shadow puppet no. and, uh, Bev tells Ed to come over and, and, and show them his stuff. And he, he does like the most elaborate, impossible things. Like he does like the thinking man statue. He does the Eiffel Tower. He does a deer that's like prancing through a field and everything. And then meanwhile, the, the other three are trying to guess what they are. <laughs> he calls the Eiffel Tower a waffle iron. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I love he has it. that like that's annoyed it. look on his face. Yes. So yes. good. Um, oh. Yeah, we did we did a episode review of this one with Max maybe a year ago, a little more than a year ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. But the, the I mean, I think we're agreed this is a great one. Yeah, so good. I love it. Um, yeah, I, there is something about like being trapped. There's a f- at least a few shows that do this, like trapped in a cabin, that uh, just feels so good. Like there's so many good ideas. Apparently, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, yep. Great pick. Yeah. Um, my number six is a season two episode. Uh, I, when I started doing this, I did not think it would make my list, but I rewatched it and I fell in love with it. It is called kiss me. I'm foreign over here, honey. Oh, hello. Oh, I love that voice. Say it. Hello. And this is a uh, a segment in which uh, Rocco finds out he's going to be deported from the United States. And in order to keep him in the country, uh, he pretends to marry Filbert, who then goes by the name Ophelia. Um, it's just an absolute absurdist segment uh, that, you know, focuses on the tiresome nature of uh, immigration law and uh, friendship. I really love the cackling immigration agent. Uh, he's utterly bizarre, but also really funny. 
Um, and, he, you know, just him popping up throughout the episode, spying on them to make sure they're actually married. Um, I think this, you know, this is saying a lot, but I think this might be my favorite Filbert performance. Um, I mean, Filbert, Filbert literally dumps Dr. Hutchinson to go to go all in on this gag, which to him is like, I mean, I that's one of my favorite sequences of uh, Rocco. They don't even play it funny. He goes to Dr. Hutchinson's apartment and breaks up with her so that he can like totally commit to being uh, Rocco's wife. And then uh, just how vindictive, like absolutely vindictive Filbert becomes when he realizes Rocco's not going to play along as lovingly as he is. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just, uh, it's a it's a great Filbert episode. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very breezy episode. It's like an easy, easy watch. Man, that's another one that I just didn't really think about. Um, I, uh, it's a very funny episode. Um, the immigration guy's great. Um, the whole, like, just progression of this episode is pretty enjoyable. Uh, I just, um, man, it just didn't occur to me. Like, but I do think it's hilarious, like, uh, Filbert with Rocco. Um, and it's one of, like, I don't know if there's a lot of episodes that are Filbert and Rocco together. Yeah. Uh, but this might be the one. Yeah, it's a, a yeah, a really great dynamic between the two. Yeah. Also, the uh, weird judge who just likes hearing um, Filbert say hello. Hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello. She she calls. She like stalks him yeah. at his house, and, uh, and there's like that great ending of um, the immigration agent and the judge getting married, and then and then them at their wedding like throwing flowers. Um, it's just a it's a totally nonsensical but also like really sweet episode. Um, All right. Should we go into number five? Yeah. Um, Well, my number five is cruising. Hey, what are all these old coots doing here? Don't leave me alone with them, boys. Stay close to me. What a lovely mess. We're not even supposed to be on this cruise. No money, no tickets, and we're stuck here taking care of Grandpa. Now what are we going to do, Hess? Just what we're doing now. Act natural and blend in with the crowd. Who's gonna know? Just blend in with the crowd, Rocco. Act naturally, Rocco. Who's gonna know? Who's gonna... Who's gonna know? Why did I ever... He mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love this episode. Um, it's... I, it, it makes me realize like how good Rocco is at half hour episodes. Um, it's like, it never feels stretched for a moment to me. Um, uh, I mean, we've covered a lot of this, but uh, I, again, just like love this combination of like, um, like a realistic situation combined with a, like supernatural thing going on um, yeah. and they just like combine them so well in this episode. I really love it. And uh, of course, grandpa's like phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, iconic uh, grandpa. I love seeing him young. Yeah. Beaver. Uh, <laughs> Beaver. <and> Beaver. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing like a zoo. I love it. Yeah. 
All right, Bup, what's your number five? My number five is season three, episode 11B, The Big Answer. Whoa! What a party! Crazy! That's a party! That's a party! That's a party! This is the best bachelor party ever. Who are those guys? More ice cream! Hey! We need more ice cream over here! Waiter! Now, I know that it could be construed as a two-parter because, you know, prior to that is the big question, which is, you know, about Filbert uh, working yeah, up the yeah. who proposed to Dr. Hutchison. And then um, and then the big answer is them, uh, you know, planning the wedding and the wedding happening and everything like that. And uh, But I, I don't know. I feel like they're two separate stories, kind of. And so that's why... I went with this one. And also just because this one has uh, Filbert's bachelor party at that ice cream parlor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Huffer is a riot. <laughs> he basically gets drunk on ice cream and it's just, it's fantastic. I love it. And um, I love uh, Widow Hutchison, you know, Dr. Hutchison's yeah. mom, who's uh, voiced by the, the late, great Kevin Meany. And oh my God, it's so funny. Um, and I just... Oh, it's just a great episode. I like them both. I, I like the big question and the big answer, but the big answer, I, I, I found myself laughing out loud more frequently <laughs> when I went with that one. So Yeah, nice, nice pick. Um, I, you know, I was toying with this one. Um, it didn't ultimately make my list, but I love seeing all the family members, especially like all these like any episode with like a lot of characters, I, I tend to love. Um but uh, yeah, this was, a, this was a big episode. I felt like almost bad not putting it on there because it was such a big one for the series. Oh, and I forgot to mention Crazy Aunt Gretchen because I remember you brought it ah, up. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Oh, Where's yeah. my seat? Where's my seat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great pick. Um, my number five is also a 30-minute special. Uh, it's season two. Uh, and that is Rocco's Modern Christmas. Uh, you know, screwdriver, nail gun, crowbar, and a jigsaw. But do you recall the most famous elf of all? Uh, no, I don't. That'd be Mitch. He had three legs and was the last elf who could make it snow. Oh, I'd love for it to snow. Yeah, well. We lost him in a blizzard. Uh, an episode, wow. an episode we've talked about. Um, <laughs> is that a wow, like you idiot, or <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised? Surprised to hear it. Uh, That's not nice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've. Oh well, I should say this. Uh, this episode's about uh, you know, Rocco in O Town, no snow. He wants it to snow. He wants to have a Christmas party. Uh, Ed Bighead is kind of your Scrooge and uh, elves moving on the street and, uh, you know, make Christmas happen. Yeah. Uh, definitely, we've talked about this episode, so you can go back and check that out. But, um, you know, Christmas in Ohio often feels kind of like what this episode feels like to me, it, like mm -hmm. where it's kind of drab and it feels more like fall than winter. Um, yeah. And this episode really radiates Christmas to me, but kind of in a depressing way that feels more real. <laughs> Uh, and um, it's just kind of like amazing that they pulled that off. 
Um, outside of that, it's packed with some of my favorite humor in the series, particularly the elf storyline. Um, I think they're a great addition to the you know tree of Rocco characters, and uh, this episode has a killer soundtrack, a killer Christmas soundtrack. I, I've yeah. I, I, toying around with just making this a uh, regular Christmas album in my house at during the holiday times. Um, but uh, yeah, I've always just had a huge soft spot for this episode in my heart. Um, man, I'm I'm very surprised to see it so high. Uh, I think it's a very good Christmas episode. Um, like as far as Christmas episodes go in general, uh, I just, I, man, it would, it would have to be like an incredible Christmas episode though, I think for me to make it on my list. It just didn't quite live up to that for me, I guess. But you, but you do really have a good point about the, uh, the kind of like downer, uh, look and feel of that whole episode that's a kind of unusual christmas uh take especially for a cartoon um so you know i really i really appreciate the episode so i'll i'll, I'll uh, accept that pick. <laughs> you'll allow it all right <laughs> well i i um i you know i never thought about it that way but you're absolutely right the way they make it kind of like dull and drab and and uh i mean as you i, I mentioned a thousand years ago, so you guys may or may not remember, I live in Illinois, which, um, you know, it, weather-wise is pretty much the same as Ohio. It's yeah. worse in every other way. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it really does have that feel to it. I remember having Christmases where instead of it being snowy, it was not only, not only was there no snow, but it was like swampland outside. Like <laughs> yeah. With, with all the rain and everything, and it was just gross. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I would remember yeah, I I remember waking up like mornings and just looking out the window and being like this is not what Christmas is supposed to look like it's just like wet <laughs> yeah. and leaves and <laughs> yeah yeah well, it's 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 um it, so yeah I actually agree with Andrew it is a uh, a really good Christmas episode it it didn't make my list either but uh but it is a really good one I, I really enjoyed it cool. So. Uh, I should say that um, the Christmas special was also Samal J eighty eight's favorite episode uh, on, on Instagram. So uh, there you go. Nice. Uh, number four. Yeah. Oh man, like these are serious for me now, especially <laughs> four through one. Uh, <laughs> my number four is put to pasture. I want you all to meet Heifer Wolf. I know you're all finishing your potato light projects tomorrow, so I'd like one team to volunteer to take on Heifer and just make them feel welcome. Anyone? Someone want Heifer? For extra credit? Don't make me choose. Come on, guys, please. Why doesn't anyone want that guy? I think I've heard of him. Something bad. Oh, nonsense. I'm going to have him join us. No, I think I've heard of him. Season 4, episode 12A. Wow. Um... This is the episode where Heifer uh, eats too many pasture puffies and he goes into a coma. So they, yeah. <laughs> so they revisit the first time they uh, met him. Um, this is another like clip episode. Uh, so I guess I kind of love these. Um, but each one of these cracks me up so much. Uh, Filbert is <laughs> he was working at a grocery store when he met Heifer as a customer that was. Um, eating all the the free samples that he was giving out um and this just sequence is hilarious with it like 
uh, ratcheting up until Filbert's just like totally paranoid and crazy. Um, and then uh, Mr. Bighead, <laughs> the first time I'm meeting him, this is one of my favorite like visuals of the entire series is mis- what Mr. Bighead used to look like before uh, oh, he got in an ac- accident <laughs> because of Heifer. Um, his his face hair. is like super handsome and. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like uh, it really is so striking because it, they make him look kind of like a real person. Yeah, and, yeah. And the other, it's creepy. It's really creepy. Um, uh, and then my favorite uh, is Heifer meeting Rocco and Filbert weirdly um, in uh, high school. Like when, and they're supposed to make a potato lamp, and uh, it one of my favorite sequences of the entire series. Filbert, um, like deciding which chip to eat first, and Heifer like sl- slowly got looking crazier and crazier, waiting for him to just eat them already, and until he flips out and attacks him. Um, oh my god. <laughs> the last like close up of Heifer's face with his eyes just like bulging and his tongue hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, just like slop so on his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, is that the is that the last episode uh of Rocco? Or no? This is the this is the first like not technically the last episode, but like what seemingly should be the last episode. Yeah. You know? Okay. What I mean? Like it, like it was with, it was with future schlock, schlock, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a great oh pick. God, yeah, thanks. All right, bup. Number four. Uh, let me see. Number four is, and I hope I'm not offending anybody by putting this. <laughs> well, I don't think four is low, but I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to have this one higher. But uh, my number four is season four, episode three B, teed off. Well, here comes Big Head. Let's keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, he's got my eye. Check that technique. The wind-up. Oops. Oh, well. Wait a second. It's in the hole! The ball is in the hole! Big Head is ripping up the lane. There's no stopping him! Let's see. Let's see. Did he do it? Yes! It's in the hole again! There's no stopping it, Big Head! He did it again! Oh, Big Head! Ah. I, uh, yeah, I love that one. I know, and there's, you know, if, if people want to know about this one, they can just listen to the uh, the episode that you guys did on it. So, <laughs> um, oh my God, it's it's just, it kills me. It really, really does. Um, I, uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> like it just Ed getting progressively more like having more more serious injuries <laughs> but yeah he's in a wheelchair <laughs> it's a little hard to play golf at that point but okay and I just oh gosh it just it kills me it really does so yeah anyway yeah. I, won't, I won't go on and on on that one because I know you guys did an episode out but oh my gosh it's great everyone should listen to that episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talked about that one in January I believe um uh-huh. and uh I should, uh, I'll just jump in. It's my number four as well. Status report, Mr. Leslie. What's going on out there? Red leader to base. What's happening to you people? We are handling the situation, Mr. No Way. 
You call that handling the situation? <coughs> Do you know what will happen to you if Dupet loses? <coughs> I don't need you to tell me how to do my job. This is my course, and I will deal with the situation as I see fit. Do you understand me? <coughs> Mr. Noe! Do you understand me? What's the matter with you? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Get it together up there, will ya? Oh, oh nice. yeah. Um, it's uh, it's just a delightful Rocco. It's really, you know, super simple premise, right? Ed just needs to lose to his boss, Mister Dupet, on the golf course. <laughs> but just this idea that, uh, you know, Heifer of all people is going to intervene in in a way that he thinks is helping, but of course is just destroying uh, Ed. Um, it's so good. It's like a really visually fun episode. I love these episodes that take place outside and, um, Rocco, you know, I, I visually really love Rocco. Um, and I think this episode is just really vibrant. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, I think this episode also shows like, it's about characters as much as stories. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it, this is, I think we talked about in January, like, this isn't, like, necessarily the best story of Rocco. It's, like, kind of stupid, but um, it's, but the characters are just so good. Not just your main ones, like, yeah. the announcers are so funny, uh, Mr. Dupet's assistant, who's just, like, losing his mind over what's happening. Um, it's just, Rocco's a show of characters, and, uh, you know, I think it works wonderfully here, albeit, you know, kind of stupid. Yeah, it's another one of those great um, Looney Tunes esque episodes where it's like it could it's totally stand alone. The the what's happening in the episode, like Heifer having this job at the uh, country club, like the facts don't even necessarily make any sense with the rest of the series. But it's just like <laughs> it's just a great everything. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um. <laughs> And I feel like this is an episode, maybe we talked about in the episode, I can't remember, but this was an episode I feel like when we were little, like we would really stop to watch. Yeah. Like I remember sure. a specific instance at your house where it was like maybe we were getting ready to leave or something and it was like on the TV and it's like, okay, let's sit and watch this. Um, <laughs> so uh, it holds it holds a fondness too for me. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a great one. Very good number fours. Jeez. Yeah. Thank you. We're in the top three now. Yeah, Oof, boy, um, man, I really don't. Maybe you guys will pick this. Surprise me, but uh, I picked Future Schlock. It's inside the refrigerator, an organic material of a highly complex genetic nature. Norbert, you're getting fingerprints on the chrome. Sorry. like a very old banana. Fascinating. Yeah. Why would anyone put a banana in the refrigerator? Season 4, oh. 12B. Um, I, for me, like, in my mind, this is the finale. Um, and for me, this is, like, as good as, as good of a finale as any Nickelodeon show had. Um, and and good just across the board um 
it's like it like just upped the ante on kind of the storytelling in Rocco. Like I thought this was like a really tight but like really interesting, weird storyline. Um it's like uh Filbert's kids find this banana in the fridge and Filbert tells the story of how the banana ended up there. And it's like this whole crazy thing with Ed um and this like advanced monkey and um finally uh you know, as we know, some uh, Rocco and Heifer at least get shot out into space and then uh, eventually come back around to Earth um, in the near future-ish. Uh, it's just such a, like, it's got so many strange elements to it, but they all come together in a really satisfying way, I think. And um, it, like, pushes the series forward in the last episode while also kind of resolving it at the same time. Um, it just... I just always loved this one. It's like, it just got so much weird stuff in it. Um, uh, just kind of nailed it for me. Totally agree. It's a, it's a great, uh, it's a, you know, I know static cling now exists and I love static cling, yeah. but, um, this felt like a great punctuation on Rocco, like just kind of a perfectly odd way to send it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree. Very ambitious, like you said. It's it's very it's. There's no other episode like it. Like yeah. it kind of kind of stands alone, and uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. And I, I um, I read into stuff way too much, and uh, I I couldn't help but I just love the fact that you know in a previous episode, uh, Born to Spawn, uh, you know, Filbert turned 21, and it's kind of implied, I assume, that they're that's their roughly their age group is like you know early yeah. 20s. And that takes place, if I'm not mistaken, just like 17 years later, I think, something <laughs> like that. And Gilbert is like really old. <laughs> yeah. He's just aged meanwhile, horribly. Right. Meanwhile, Rocco and Heifer haven't aged at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Great one. Cool. Okay. Um, my number three is season three, episode 4A Fish and Chumps. So, you wanna go fishing? Uh, yes, Captain. You look like a bunch of Sagar and City boys to me. But I'll take you, boys! Uh, thanks. Say, are those real wooden legs? Wooden legs? Wooden arms? Wooden eyes, you! Oh, yeah. Nice. I... I, I told you guys that uh, my brother and I used to watch, you know, Nicktoons all the time when we were kids. This episode, that, that sea captain, we quoted him <laughs> all the time. I like, like it was kind of kind of ridiculous, but it was oh, he was so funny. How he, <laughs> wooden legs, wooden arms, wooden eyes, <laughs> everything. <laughs> And then he he sails away and he's just jabbering on, telling you know old stories and everything like that, and just totally abandons them there and. Um, one thing that we we prided ourselves on was, uh, and this is going to be super, super random and weird, so I'm sorry for that. But um, my dad, for some reason, was a big fan of the band The Monkees. Oh, yeah. And, um, Great taste. He makes it. <laughs> kudos, makes... kudos to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the sea captain makes a really weird reference to the monkeys when he's he's you know going he's like ah sent him straight to davy jones locker or peter tark's locker mickey dolan's locker all oh, the monkeys had a locker and i just i, I thought that was so funny yeah and it's just like a weird like random reference but uh and wow i just realized i didn't even say what it's about i mean really in a nutshell it's just rocco and heifer and Philbert go fishing yeah and that's pretty much it and then um 
I will also say uh, to go along with um, the I, I can't remember the name of it, the one where Heifer is the security guard, the one you talked about, Andrew. Uh, yeah, uniform behavior. Uh, yeah, uniform yeah. behavior. This one is scary, also. Like it, it with um, do you guys? I don't know. I, I mean, of course, I don't want to spoil if it's on your list or anything like that. But yeah, we, you know, they're fishing, and then they come to find out that there are fish <laughs> underwater that are fishing for them. And it's, yeah, <laughs> and just really well done. And I, I love it. Yeah. That is yeah. that is a freakish moment. Like as a kid, that did kind of uh, weird me out. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, fish underwater. You know. Yeah, it's really. really <laughs> but yeah, that also has the classic. Like, um, well, it was classic for like a couple of years. Uh, ask me what time it is. Yeah, and the watch lights up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and once again, it's just there's a lot of back and forth with Philbert and Heifer, which is, you know, it, you, that's just icing on the cake for me. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my number three is one that Honky J also likes. Uh, and it's an episode I've talked probably too much about on this podcast. Uh, I felt I felt pretty assured that neither of you would have it on your top ten and I wouldn't blame anybody for not mm. having it on their top ten. I could be wrong, but I really don't think you will. Uh, and that is uh, a season one episode, my first season one, that's Carnival Knowledge. Step right up, folks. A mere $30 buys you fine food, fast rides, and some um, challenging games. Games? That's right, kangaroo boy. Win yourself a big prize. I never won a prize before. Well, today's the day. Trust me. No one leaves without a smile. Whoa! Another satisfied customer! Um, and uh, this is an episode that it's probably of all these episodes well actually no my number one is the one but this is one of like with Tidoff and my number one this is the episode where I remember in Rocco's Modern Christmas when I was little really loving and still going back to and still loving um you know, we mentioned Looney Tunes a lot with Rocco, but this is a very Looney Tunes episode to me. Um, there's also something about amusement parks and carnival settings that Im- immediately kind of suck me in. Um, I feel like, you know, it's a little bit of a cliche that you can't win at the carnival, right? Like in pop culture, you know, you're you're just never going to win. But this is like maybe the most committed any any one of those stories has ever been. I mean, in this scenario, the point is not that you just don't win, but that the carnival actually robs you. And uh, <laughs> I love, you know, there's just a lot of stuff in this episode I love. I love when Rocco, uh, uh, you know, the mocking frog and the frog flip game. Uh, I love the guy who just runs every um, every game. He's just everywhere. <laughs> The roller coaster into outer space is really vivid imagery in my head from when I was little. Um, and I love, like I said with Tidoff, I love when Rocco's are set outside in, in a somewhat bare landscape. Uh, you know, like Tidoff or The Good, The Bad, and The Wallaby. There's there's a lot of Rocco's where just them being outside, uh, even Fish and Chumps, like just being outside makes it a little more warm to me than just being in his house. Yeah. I don't have as deep a connection as you to this episode, I feel like. Um, and actually, it's there's a lot of kind of like gross outs in this episode. So I'm kind of surprised you have a, <laughs> such a, you know, fondness for it. Um, 
but I do appreciate a lot about it. It's definitely one of those ones that I saw a lot when we were younger. Um, and it, it does have that, that like interesting early animation look for Rocco where like, especially the backgrounds I think are like really detailed and interesting. Um, so it's not an episode that, uh, I put on my list, but, um, you know, I can appreciate you liking it so much. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I think, cause I was going to say, I am kind of shocked that you're, that you're a fan, Joey, just because if, if ever there was a Rocco episode that felt like it had some minor Ren and Stimpy influences, yeah. this one would be it. And I know how you feel about that show. And so it's just, it, it's kind of surprises me that you like it. Honestly, uh, as much as you do. honestly, it's a, but, it surprises me too. Uh, I, I don't, yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it might be the carnival, just like the amusement park thing. Mm-hmm. I just love mm-hmm. it. Um, Heifer's really funny in this episode. The rides are really, the rides and the games are all really yeah. kind of crafty. Um, especially the, uh, boat ride, uh, the log ride. <laughs> I didn't explain what this yeah. episode's about, but it, I mean, literally just Rocco and Heifer going to a carnival getting ripped off. Um, yeah, um, but, but I figure, you know, someone in the world's got to stand for everything. And so I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll do carnival knowledge. You know what I what I really do like about this episode is how much of a downer it is. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like especially for like cartoons today, that's kind of like unheard of, like for kids cartoons, at least like it's just Rocco, you know, it going things going wrong for him the whole time. And even the end when he fin- it finally goes right and he gets what he wants, it turns out bad with his um, Chinese finger trap. <laughs> yeah that's right uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i that is weird and cool yeah yeah all right well that's my number three wow okay man these have been uh some interesting lists like i'm really surprised a lot of these picks very uh, different i like to hear about them very yeah. different though i suspect something in the top two here may be common but i but that's just yeah, a, yeah that's just me a feeling too, me too. <laughs> yeah um, but though when I was going into this, I was thinking like top, f- I was thinking five out of six might be uh, <laughs> the same, you know. Oh, okay. Um, but okay, my number two is I have no son. Uh, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I don't want to work at Conglomo. In fact, I'm moving to Hollywood. To become a cartoonist. Excuse me, Mr. Bighead. Did I get this right? Your son will be moving to. I have no son! Season 2, Episode 1. Yeah. Um. This is the one where Rocco and uh, Heifer go to find Ralph Bighead uh, to reconcile him with his father. Um, And uh, this is just like a classic in my mind, like something that to me at the time kind of pushed the like what I thought cartoons could kind of be Um, like Rocco and uh, Heifer end up at um, 
the studio where Ralph works and um, them going on the tour with the tour guide. Like, I love that whole segment. Uh, the tour guide kind of like, again, like a little bit similar to the character in um, I See London, I See France. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. In just that he's getting like irritated trying to keep them <laughs> like to the tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a, there's a really, one of my favorite moments in the series in this one um, where Rocco and Heifer accidentally walk in on themselves being animated like <laughs> yes. their own show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> great moment. That is a great moment. Um, I, I love the fat heads. They're so weird. And like, they're almost like Monty, that weird Monty Python um, animation. Some of it, but it's just like, uh, it was just a really well done cartoon within a cartoon. Um and uh and i love uh the flashback of ralph like thinking about the donut that he like he uh had to break this donut with mr big head to take the job at conglomo but he decided he didn't want to work at conglomo wanted to be a cartoonist instead um and this moment in the boardroom is one of my favorites like the whole when he says he's going to be a cartoonist the whole boardroom like gasping and screaming (laughs) like (gasps) (laughs) Um, and uh and then finally like they make up at the end you know uh ralph and mr big had to reconcile and they end up making fun of rocco through uh the fatheads um it's just like a great story has um hilarious moments and like really heartfelt moments uh it just feels like a really like a complete thing like it almost could have stood on its own um so i just love everything about this one yeah uh i'll say it's uh quincy our friend quincy's favorite episode Uh, um nice it's uh it's a great episode i think of the uh you know there's kind of two parts to this uh saga with ralph bighead um yeah. I, this is i think the more like heartfelt one um i think it's uh i i, I love that little tour at the big head studio i mean yeah. it, it's just pure comedy um <laughs> and uh the the reunion like like you said like the donut yeah. it's it's kind of this uh <laughs> i don't know it seems like a throwaway idea but somehow still feels super sentimental and uh yeah satisfying <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that ending, yeah. like where they both end up having the donut still. Yeah. It feels they, like, really yeah, nice. They lock it together. Yeah. yeah. Great episode. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry, Andrew, I, I probably I didn't mean to like interrupt you back there when when you were um when you were oh, talking no, about no. I mean, it, it was like an epiphany for me when you mentioned Monty Python, because you're right. <laughs> yeah, just those those times, you know, the, the animation style for the fatheads. I I uh-huh. was trying yeah. to like I, I felt like I'd seen that before, and that it is reminiscent of that. And it just it was it was really cool that you noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Well, Bup, what's your number two? Uh, my number two. It won't be too exciting because we have talked about it already. But it's uh, season four, episode one A, with friends like these. Good morning, Rocco. Filbert, what are you doing here so early? Well, I found this great new recipe for popovers, so I say to myself, who would appreciate me coming over at the crack of dawn and making breakfast? Rocco, that's who. But I thought Heather was going to make breakfast. No, no, don't worry about him. You go sit down. I made eggs. 
cakes and pancakes, sausage, that is if some big fat greedy slob hasn't eaten it already. So, I'll run and get some fresh coffee that I made for Rocco. Did I made for Rocco? Funny baloney turtle trying to get the wrestling tickets. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I can say, while it's not my number one, I laughed more and harder <laughs> watching this episode than any other one. And I'm, I won't tell you guys how many episodes of the show I, I rewatched in preparation for this, but anyway, um, it was, uh, <laughs> it just absolutely killed me. It was just, it was so fantastic. Um, <laughs> Yeah, again, the back and forth with Heifer and Filbert, and then just at the end when they both handcuffed themselves to him. Drag him through every possible bad thing that could ever happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then Rocco's reaction at the end, it was, oh my gosh, it's just, it's fantastic. It's so funny. I, I love that they've forgotten uh, that they had even chained Rocco to them. Like by the time they get to the stadium, they're like, oh shoot, yeah, he's exactly. tied to us. <laughs> you okay? there's one um little like moment during that sequence uh when like you can hear heifer and filbert like you can kind of hear them arguing with each other and Mm -hmm. one of the things heifer says cracks me up it's like it, it was it's something along the lines of like uh you know i had an extra like piece of food or something and did I ask Rocco to, if he wanted it? No, because I could tell he wasn't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that when you have back and forth like that, and then certain lines stand out, because another yeah. one that stands out is, there's the real world, and then there's the Silver <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one. I think yeah, I think it's the height of uh, Heifer and Filbert. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. Um, well, my number two, if it's your number ones or whatever, you can feel free to join in. Uh, I feel bad that it's not my number one, but uh, my number two is Wacky Deli. I am the cheese. I am the best character on the show. I am better than both the salami and the bologna combined. Um, and uh, this is a season three episode. Wacky Deli is, I think, kind of, you know, rightfully the sequel to I Have No Son, uh, in which Ralph B- Bighead believes he's at the end of his tenure uh, at, with the Fatheads and he's going to be free to kind of become an artist when the studio lets him know that he has uh, signed a contract which obligates him to create a whole new series. Um, and his bright idea is that uh, Heifer, Rocco, and Filbert are such morons that uh, if he left them in charge of creating the show, it would get canceled and he'd be relieved of his contract. And then what uh, Rocco Heifer and Filbert create is wacky deli, uh, which is a truly like a moronic show, but it's a huge sensation uh, <laughs> much to Ralph's chagrin. Um, and uh, I, I think it's probably the masterpiece of Rocco's modern life. Um, I almost wish yeah. I Have No Son and Wacky Deli were just like a giant movie because I really could just watch a ton of it. Um, technically, I think it's the most well-made of the series. Uh, the animation is really awesome. Uh, it's engaging and funny. Um, but it took me a lot of rewatches growing up to truly like appreciate how funny it was. Like I got mm. some of the jokes, the mayo joke and stuff when I was little, but I think it's actually gotten better as I've gotten older. Um and uh, it's one yeah. of my it's one of my favorites now. Um, 
Plus, who can forget, uh, Andrew, I think you picked it as one of your favorite lines, the iconic, yeah, Rocco. Yeah. Rocco. <laughs> yeah, Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make the best darn show this world has ever seen. um it's uh it's a couple other people's favorites hold on it's um it's ben bink 8888's favorite episode it's uh notable nostalgia's favorite episode uh and i think that was it yeah um well i'll just say it's my number one yeah. Um, I love it. I love everything about this one. And it really does. It feels like it's super weird because it feels like it's Joe Murray kind of like doing his own life in this episode a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And then and then it actually like but of him trying to like as as ralph trying to create this masterpiece and then i really do think this episode is the masterpiece of rocco at least rocco um it's just like oh my god everything (laughs) i don't even know where to begin on this one it's just so good everything about this one is like the the story is like amazing from beginning to end it really plays out like at the perfect pace super um uh, satisfying um i love every one of rocco and heifer and filbert like i love rocco heifer and filbert trying to do this thing together and like failing um like accidentally succeeding uh and just like them fighting with each other and this one is so good oh uh the moment where um filbert just dumps the the um <laughs> film can yes <laughs> um, oh yeah <laughs> and maybe my favorite part about this episode is just like is ralph's anger just like rising throughout the entire episode yes uh, at every like every mistake they make you know people loving um man so good and the final like the end of this ralph uh creating his masterpiece right in the mountains um and then that guy and then that guy coming along like it's pretty good but have you seen wacky Del? <laughs> yeah if 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 future if future schlock wasn't a finale then wacky deli would be like a close second to like a great way yeah. of ending rocco yeah for sure Man, so oh. good. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, ride the wave there. Uh, my number one is also Wacky Deli. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky Deli is the kid's new favorite. Ratings off the counter for Wacky Deli. These slices are Hollywood's hot new star. I, it's just such a wonderful blend of things. It really is in terms yeah. of being you know, meaningful and having it be a commentary on Joe Murray's actual job and life and everything. And, and it's so funny. And it's just <laughs> going back to what you're saying about when they're fighting. I, that one individual moment, I think told me more than any other is when Heifer picks up the desk that Rocco is <laughs> yes. sitting at and Rocco did not move. He continues just sitting there with his head in his hands, looking nonplussed while 
Heather beats Filbert with the desk <laughs> and with Rocco while he's sitting at the desk. <laughs> just oh, it was brilliant. It was so brilliant, and uh, yeah. and I. I did. I remember when I uh, seeing it as a kid. I really, my favorite part, of course, was the actual wacky deli, you know, episode. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's still funny. It is. Don't get me wrong, but it, that that part isn't as funny now as it was when I was a kid. But um, yeah. oh man, it's just it's such a great one. And it, like I said, it's got like I just feel like it's one of those. It's got something for everyone type of type of things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It kind of seems like it just like oozes with joy like you could tell like when they were making this the animators the writers it just seemed like they probably had such a blast uh crafting this thing that kind of mocks what they are yeah yeah well it's not my number one uh you know maybe that's a giant (sighs) mistake but uh i my my number one is uh, an episode that was my favorite when i was a kid and I went back and watched it twice, and it's uh, it's still my favorite. Um, it's also our friend and guest of the podcast, Lyndon's favorite episode. Uh, and that's a episode called Who's for Dinner? So, son, how is school today? I quit school two years ago. What? We were uh, afraid to tell you. See? I told you you'd get mad. Stop fighting. I... Take it! No one's fighting, dear. Sounds like fighting to me. You're a loser. Why can't you be more like Heifer? What, a 600-pound cow? He's not a cow. He's a steer. Stop it! No one's fighting, dear. Uh, um, This is uh, an episode where Heifer invites Rocco to his family dinner. And this is where Rocco learns a whole lot about... uh, Heifer's family, and Heifer learns a lot about uh, himself and his family, uh, and um, you know antics ensue. But the 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 segment inside of Heifer's family home, it's only about seven minutes, but it's absolutely my, my absolutely my favorite seven minutes of the series. Um, just the dysfunction. There's some. I'm just a huge sucker for dysfunctional families, and um, uh, not person like not to live in one, but to watch one uh, comedically on TV. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the house is just like a horror show of like people who hate each other. You have <laughs> great imagery throughout uh, a closet of red riding hoods because, you know, Heifer's family's <laughs> Heifer's family's actually wolves. Uh, so you, you, fi- you figure out very fast that they're just very hungry. Um, you have a cross dressing son who's dropped out of high school. Uh, you know, met by a very angry father. You have a regurg- You have people regurgitating food for Grandpa at the dinner table, uh, uh-huh. who's convinced Rocco's a beaver. You got a mom who's so anxious uh, that she grinds her teeth through her smile. Um, home movies of a utterly depressing nature, um, and uh, you know, oh, we got we got pigs who are being held hostage in the bathroom. Um, and of course, ultimately the revelation of Heifer's adoption, uh, where, you know, Heifer finds out his mom is now a car seat in Illinois. Um, it's, (laughs) it's an absolute, it's an absolutely bonkers episode, but with a actually like cool moral buried underneath of like, you know, family is, you know, your family isn't necessarily blood, but like the people who have taken care of you and, uh, it's also just nonstop funny. So I love who's for mm. dinner. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's a very good episode. Uh, 
it's a little like it's again i'm so very surprised that you picked it just because i feel like it's a little bit more mean-spirited than a lot of episodes like uh just a little less forgiving with the jokes oh like, it's... they're just like some serious um uh, like <laughs> i don't know like it's brutal uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> of himself with this list. <laughs> um, you know, I I do love like a you know an optimistic Rocco, but uh, I think what I love here is the like the showcase of characters. Heifer's family is, you know, yeah. they're they're a miserable bunch, but they make for great comedy, and um, I just love yeah. being in that yeah. household of you know it's again for a kid show, it just doesn't feel like it should even exist. It feels. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, how did how did Nickelodeon let this get by? Yeah, I feel like this is the type of thing that was like accepted as fine. It was like this is a perfect example of like the the dumbness of um, censoring these shows. Is like the stuff that gets censored is like not even. It's like not that big of a deal when it comes down to it. But like this whole episode is like an intense trip i feel yes. like for a kid kind of yeah yeah 100 yeah with with a revelation that his birth father wants nothing to do with him yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god it really is brutal that that scene is almost like hard to watch like, another, another example of how did they get away with this like oh man yeah Holy cow. Um, but it does feel good in that way like they're giving you uh something it feels very real yeah. You know, brutally real, but real. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I promise I'm not like a dark soul or anything. I just, the, <laughs> the, I, this episode, I don't know why. It's just the, the banter is so funny to me. And um, yeah. So who's for dinner is my number one. Yeah. Um, great top tens. I mean, very, very, uh, I think only a couple of repeaters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yep. surprised. What, what, what do we have here? Yeah. Wacky Deli, Teed Off, um, With Friends Like These, Cruisin', anything else? Uh, sucker, Sucker for the Sucker Man. Sucker for the Sucker Man. Are you, are you talking about ones that all, that all three of us had, or just two of us? Just, had? yeah, I don't think, okay. I think Wacky Deli's the only one all three, right? I think I so. Think so. I, yeah. Andrew and I both had Junk Junkies as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, very fun. Should, should we look at close calls? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, my close calls one we've talked about a bit teed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it is just a joy. Like <laughs> I, I love golf episodes. I don't even care about golf, but I love golf episodes. Uh, they're just so satisfying for some reason and i and this does kind of like share some similarities i guess to me with uh caddyshack which (laughs) yeah um, i also love uh but um just to name a few other ones that like i really had a hard time not picking any of these uh gutter balls keeping up with the big heads mama's boy magic meatball camera shy no pain no gain boob tubed snowballs those were like uh man like all of those i just love sitting through them 
there's like mm-hmm. something amazing about each episode at least yeah absolutely uh our our friend uh, an artist brett wilson his favorite is camera shy uh oh, he said he, great he said he really mm. agonized over that one but felt like it was very relatable to him um yeah. and uh someone else picked magic meatball um uh, <laughs> Dig- Dignify Q, uh, Dignify Q also said Magic Meatball is their favorite. <laughs> Man, I hated not putting that one on the list. It's so it, I couldn't quite do it, but it's so good. <laughs> oh, that that one and Camera Shy both I agonized yeah. over. Camera Shy was yet another one. I can't tell you how many times growing up, yeah. my brother and I would <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So again, the look on his face is all is that, that, yeah. at all. It's just, oh, oh, it's fantastic! Uh, <laughs> so good. Um, what were some of your close calls? But well, I, uh, I, 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 it's hard to say. I, I only wrote one down, but after hearing your guys's list and your explanations, I wanted to have more. But, uh, but believe it or not, the one that I had down was uh, Carnival Knowledge. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I really do like that one. I, I like the humor. And yeah, there is something about the carnival setting. That's just, yeah. just I mean, it, they're two completely different shows, but it makes me think of the Hey Arnold episode. It's an earlier one where they, uh, the, the cheese festival. Uh, uh, in, in town. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really like that one for similar reasons. It's just, there's something about that setting, just a fair or carnival. It's, it's really good. And, um, and yeah, it is funny. And I actually found myself getting frustrated when Rocco was doing the claw machine and it stole his watch. And then as they're leaving, it grabs him and takes his wallet right out of his pocket. Yes. And just, uh, and, uh, oh, and then of course, uh, Dom Irera, uh, voicing the, the slug, you know, the guy that won the carnival, the guy, yeah. the same guy voices, uh, yeah. me, Arnold. um, and, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a great episode. It's it's a fun one. So, nice. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, a couple other honorable mentions. I mean, yeah, Magic Meatball. Um, I have no son. Um, yeah. uh, uniform behavior. Um, what was the other one? Camera shy. Camera shy was another one that yeah. was it was really hard for me not to have on the list somewhere. So yeah, nice. cool. Uh, well, my def- I, I'd say my definitive close call is I have no son. Um, yeah. it was at one point it was as high as number four on my list. Um, and it just kind of wiggled its way down, but, uh, I love it. It truly feels like a team of, you know, animation creators getting jokes off at the expense of a studio. Um, it's, uh, I think it's top tier rock. I mean, yeah. honestly, like anything in my probably top forties is like a rock I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, number 11 would mean like, I really think highly of it. Uh, other stuff that was real close for me that like at some point was probably on my list was popcorn pandemonium. Um, absolutely love, uh, the trailers cabin fever was on my list temporarily. Mm. Uh, uniform behavior was kind of on and off, uh, to heck and back was on for a while, uh, until I rewatched half in a handbasket and kind of decided that I thought that was the better version of it. Um, and Road Rash, which I'm a, a huge sucker for road trip episodes, you know, like uh, uh, Doug's Bad Trip or King of the Road. I think Road Rash is kind of a worthy place among those. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just like uh, seeing the guys on the road. 
You know, another one we didn't mention, but that's very good is, uh, uh, I can't remember the title of it, but the airplane one. Jet, um, jet uh, Scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Jet Scream and, um, and No Pain, No Gain, I feel like are sort of similar in that weird uh, uh, Looney Tooney way. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, oh, I do want to give a shout out. I, I rewatched um, She's the Toad. And uh, uh, maybe one of my favorite yeah. Rocco sequences is uh, Heifer and Filbert with the fake Mr. Bighead outfit on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Working their way through Conglamo. I was like, holy cow, this is funny. Um, <laughs> with like yeah. the eye deflating. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, I, I do just yeah, want to I do want to read some uh, other episodes people shouted out. Uh, our friend Vince, uh, his favorite episode is "Sailing the Seven Z's." Uh, great one. Um, D Hardy nineteen likes dumbbells. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Spa, aka Beardy, likes "Born to Spawn." Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. a good one. Uh, subject uh, underscore eighty four likes trash madness. Rugged J. Clark likes uh, Road Rash. Um, nice. Brianna June likes um, Who Gives a Buck. Uh, yeah. Silent Sting 1869 likes Rocco's Happy Sack. Uh, the Handsome E. Ransom it likes Jet Scream. Uh, our buddy Bob uh, likes Canned. And uh, Geek Girl Forever says, uh, honestly... She thought static cling was everything she wanted it to be and felt like it was great closure. Oh, um, so nice. some other picks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good ones. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Rocco's tough. Like going through this, I, it really made me realize that like there's maybe, I, I would say there's less than a handful that I don't like care, that I would say, I don't particularly care for, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But man. So are there Fergusons for either of you? I did pick a Ferguson. Okay. I did too. Okay. So let's get into it. This might, this might be a surprise, but uh, my Ferguson is turkey time. Yeah. Um, we talked about it. Uh, <laughs> it's not a terrible episode of Nicktoons. It's just a weak Rocco, I feel like. Um, especially as the part of the last yes. episode that aired. It's like, yes. it just feels... Uh, it's just rough. Like, following... Um, <laughs> future schlock and put to pasture with this is just like it just feels like yeah. what's happening yeah right now. turkey time and floundering fathers it just like made no sense <laughs> as a uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it i also just want to say like uh the i i don't hate them but i think that Rocco's like a weird exception of a show where the um holiday episodes are like kind of significantly weaker to me than the main series and i do like the christmas one 
but um, Turkey Time and the um, Halloween one that we talked about, Sugar Frosted Frights. I mean, I like it again, but for Rocco, it just feels like something's a little bit missing or something. Hmm. I really like I, I really like Sugar Frosted Frights. I, I like and Ed is dead. I, I do. I really like Ed is dead. Um, <laughs> I feel like Sugar Frost and Frights and Turkey Time, though, just like there's some <laughs> element that's just a little bit off. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah, I kind of I, I can kind of agree with that. They um, that they're not bad by any means. But no, they, they, no. Yeah, they're, they're they're not. They're definitely like in the bottom half for me. Yeah. If that, if that means anything at all. Um, and uh but yeah, they, they definitely have kind of a weird vibe to them. I mean, I also like um, both Sugar Frosted Flight, Frights and Ed is Dead. Um, I don't love, I mean, so many things parody Rear Window, and that's such a great yeah. a great version of it. And I, I just thought it was hilarious. But um, Sugar Frosted Frights was just, it's the, I don't know how to describe it. The way that the pacing just completely turns on, gets turned on its head, like halfway through, it, it just, it, it kind of loses me a little bit. And so it was just, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah. But uh <clears throat> uh, what was your Ferguson, Bob? My Ferguson, I need to start by saying that I don't outwardly dislike, I don't think, a single episode of Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> However, my reason for having this as my Ferguson is just, it's kind of unique, but uh, it's uh, season one, episode 2B, Leapfrogs. Oh. Um, oh. This episode is really a prime example of again i know this is like the third time i brought it up now so i'm sorry but there is no way they get away with this today there's just no oh yeah it's lunacy and (laughs) yeah and watching it re-watching it because i I remember you know it slightly you know from watching it when i was a kid and i and i uh, wanted to re-watch it so i did and I had like a weird memory relapse in watching it because I remember that I watched it, you know, when, when, when I, when I was a kid and my mom ended up watching a part of it with me and, uh, she was not a fan and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and just her reaction to it. And it, I felt so uncomfortable because I mean, just real quick, Bev is feeling neglected by Ed and she's starved for his attention and stuff like that. So she starts, hitting on Rocco and inviting him over to the, uh, their house and putting him in really awkward, uncomfortable situations. And, uh, yeah. Oh, Ed, am I that uninteresting anymore? What do I have to do to get your attention, to get you to notice me? Am I not a beautiful woman? A woman with needs? I just want to be loved. Is that And so it's just, I don't know, it it just put this weird, like, funk in me. And so I just, yeah, I wasn't uh, wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah, I can appreciate that take. Um, (laughs) I don't hate this episode. I don't, it's not like my favorite. Um, But uh, you're definitely right. Like, it's a very adult theme. To like the point where it's not even like, it's just like weird beyond even the like implied sexual nature of it. It's like, it's just a strange uh, situation, like 
the whole thing is strange for a kid to be able to relate to. But, but I, I will say like on some level, I appreciate being exposed to like that difficult of a, um, I, like, like that kind of situation. Like, even if I didn't like fully grasp it as a kid, like, I guess some part of me appreciates just, um, being like trusted with that with seeing that on some level i guess not that uh, like uh, the tv's trusting me i guess but you know (laughs) i mean this is a great segue because the two episodes i noted uh were uh were turkey time and uh leapfrogs oh (laughs) for real wow Uh, (laughs) now turkey time was turkey time is the one that i kind of noted as maybe the one that I've at least watched most recently that I felt kind of just not very satisfied by. It felt like a flat yeah. episode a little bit. Um, yeah. Not bad, like you said, but just um, we did an episode review on it, I think, I don't know, last Thanksgiving or two Thanksgivings ago. But I think our both of our reactions were just like not bad, but certainly forgettable. Um, yeah. And uh, that's just not typical for Rocco. And then I, I noted Leapfrogs because I did rewatch this. And I just have the same reaction every time, like you, Bup, which is like, how was this allowed to be produced? I mean, how did this get how did this get past one person? Uh, <laughs> um, there's not really a moment that feels appropriate for kids. Um, I did read that uh, Nickelodeon pulled it for a very long time. They would not allow it to re-air um, after, oh, after really? the first airing. Um so I, I don't know how many years that was, but uh, I know for a while there was a ban on leapfrogs. Um, huh. So, uh, yeah, just a truly insane episode for children to take in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, wow. Well, that wraps up uh, our favorite Rocco's Modern Lives. Uh, I mean, there's so there's so many. Uh, I, know, I know there's stuff yeah. here that we... I, you know, one episode I brought up a, a bunch throughout the podcast is I really love the Lounge Singer, which is kind of Filbert's episode. Yeah. Um, yep. Spitballs, a, a fun baseball episode of Rocco. Yeah. Um, so even we've talked about Fortune Cookie. Fortune Cookie's a really fun Filbert episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of them out there uh, that are really fun. The High Five of Doom. Yeah. So we can't we can't get them all, but uh, hopefully people are were nodding their heads with us as we uh, went down our lists. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what are we doing next, Andrew? Uh, next week we're gonna take a closer look at one of our favorite Rocco episodes, Wacky Deli. That's right. Um, yeah, it's probably overdue. Almost. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it seems like such an important episode of Nickelodeon uh, all around. Um, kind of crazy that we haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, why do we talk about uh, turkey time and frosted fries if we have not talked about Wacky Deli? <laughs> yeah. That is another, like, I think when we're, like, whenever we decide just to, like, stop doing the podcast, I do think there's going to be a moment where I look back at what we just like episodes we decided to do like like why did we talk about the feminine miss skeet from cousin skeeter like (laughs) (laughs) 
good example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, wacky deli it is. That'll be great. Well, no, I was just curious, like, I mean, in terms of preparation for the show, like uh, when you guys decide on what your topic is going to be, um, in terms of like not only what show you're going to be dealing with, but, you know, whether or not whether it's going to be an episode review or a versus or, uh, you know, write an episode or, you know, like what, what's your I was just curious what your process was. I think we try to spread them out a little bit, like so it's just not the same thing over and over. Yeah. Though episode sure. reviews are pretty easy to do over and over. <laughs> yeah, and satisfying kind of. Yeah. I'm sure um, writing up it probably takes the most prep, I'm assuming. Wild um guess. Yeah. I don't know. What what I verses? Does verses take the most prep, Andrew? Versus is tough. Uh I feel like it's the most uh like anxiety for me like am i doing enough to prep and like you know I, I yeah then you have to think about the other person like all right well what's yeah. so and so gonna say or yeah so and we do the least of those so that's probably why <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah episodes or reviews are the easiest lists are often like on the surface easy and then if like something like this, where you start getting into it, you're like, "Oh my god, yeah. I, this could, I could, <laughs> this could take me yeah. forever." Right. Whereas, if like, if you guys asked me to do like a top ten rocket power, I would just put all of them <laughs> at negative. <laughs> negative. So, like, be, yeah. Yeah. Well, and yes, I will dunk on rocket power at every possible opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club, yeah. up. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sometimes it's spontaneous, like, we just haven't talked about it, what do you think about doing this, and then sometimes we'll, like, have a list of stuff we're ready to do. Um, okay. But I feel like with the distancing, potting, uh, it's been more spontaneous of, like, oh, what should we do? Yeah. Right, because I mean, that was going to be my other question, is I'm assuming you guys you, you guys record in a studio normally when you're, when you're not quarantining and stuff? Yeah, we usually record together. Okay. So this has been a little different, but actually it's allowed us to have like, like, like you and a lot, a lot of people we've wanted for a long time. It's actually kind of given a nice format to do that. Yeah, that has been nice. Well, I mean, I really, I, I can't even tell you guys what a pleasure this has been. I mean, honestly, I, I was so looking forward to this and I, um, being a part of it and just, I, I, I know it's, you know, it, you know, I, I'm biased or whatever you want to say, but and, and I could just be saying this, but in all honesty, this is my favorite podcast. It really is. I have, I drive a lot for work. I, uh, I work for, I'm in a pest control actually. And, um, which I, I made mention of that when you, uh, uh, Joey, did you write an episode for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting, creepy, weird coincidence. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and so I, I'm on the road a lot. And so I listen to podcasts pretty frequently. And I, I, I definitely look forward to this one the most. And it's, it's just every episode is, is so much fun. So oh, yeah. that's really nice, I'm, man. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are doing it. And I hope you, I hope you continue. So, awesome. very nice. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to contact yeah. us, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, you can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Help uh, Leave us a review. That, that helps other people find us. Uh, and, but, man, uh, such a pleasure having you. Loved hearing your thoughts. And uh, really can't wait to maybe have you yeah. back someday here. I would absolutely love to anytime. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, and we hope uh, you guys will join us next time. And you may tell yourself.
last one bup my la- my number five was the big answer big answer okay no nobody had that one um <laughs> nobody nobody liked that <laughs> <laughs> oh okay